Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness has seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and, cur and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, Pastor Jaime can do without a guitar. I cannot do it without my guitar. Believe me. So last night, I finished my sermon. And then when I finished my sermon, my wife said, Honey, can you read the sermon, the sermon to me? I want to hear what you're going to preach tomorrow. And I said, Of course, honey. So... I stood up in front of my beautiful wife, start going through the sermon, and she's looking at me in the living room, listening. And when I finished the sermon, I knew it. It wasn't good. <laughs> so, my wife is my best judgment. And if my wife said it's not, I mean, she didn't say it. But you, you can, I can feel it. So then I came through this. Man, I have been preparing. I have been reading. I have been studying. I have been, he said, and I said, I know what is missing. It wasn't me. It was no Pastor Jaime's message. What I have written didn't come from my heart. So then it was 10 p.m. There is not that much I can do at 10 p.m. at night. But at least I had the key. I knew that I needed to do something different. 
So then through the night, we went to, I went to bed. I went, honey, it's time to go to bed. I'm going to get up at five in the morning. I'm going to do it again. So I went to bed, and guess what? We went through the night. The message. How I'm going to say this. What God wants me to say. But again, I need to tell you that when I finished telling the sermon to my wife and I knew that it wasn't good, I got my guitar. And then I have been learning a song. Oh, this is wrong on here. This is not going to work like that. So I have been learning a song in Espanol. And that song just hit me because that is exactly what God wants me to share with you today. I'm going to see that, listen with your hearts, and I'm going to tell you what it's all about. ¿Qué sería de mí si no me hubieras encontrado? ¿Dónde estaría hoy si no me hubieras alcanzado? Tendría un vacío en mi corazón, vagaría sin rumbo, sin dirección, si no fuera por tu gracia y por tu amor. ¿Qué sería de mí si no me hubieras alcanzado? ¿Dónde estaría hoy si no me hubieras perdonado? Tendría un vacío en mi corazón, Vagaría sin rumbo, sin dirección, si no fuera por tu gracia y por tu amor. Sería como un pájaro herido que se muere en el suelo. Sería como un lama que brama por agua en un desierto, si no fuera por tu gracia y por tu amor. Si no fuera por tu gracia y por tu amor. The son said, what could have happened to me if you had not rescued me? What would have happened to me if you had not found in me? What could have happened to me? Maybe I would be like a, a, a bird a little bird that is dying in the ground without hope. Or I will be like the deer, thirsty, in the desert, asking for water. But everything has been different because of your grace and your love. Everything is different because of your grace and you love. Can you say that? Everything is different because of your grace and your love. Say it. Everything is different because of your grace and your love. Without God's grace, without God's love, we will be wandering around without direction, without purpose, Without connection. 
So, you know, thank you for inviting me today because this is part of my sermon today. So I told you, though, the sermon wasn't me. And I have been reflecting that this coming year, this year, I'm turning 55. I'm turning 55 years old. And then I was thinking, people would have been laughing at me 40 years ago. My friends would have been laughing at me 40 years ago if I would have told you then, well, when I turn 55, I'm going to be married to a beautiful Washington woman, Washingtonian woman. I will be the head chaplain in a correctional facility with 1,900 inmates, and I will carry on all the programs for all the religious programs in a prison. And on Sunday, January 26, I'm going to be preaching in First Lutheran Church in English. <laughs> People, my friends, and everybody who have laughed, and myself, I will be laughing. And I'm telling you this story because the truth is that this journey of life, this journey of my life has helped me to see how God works behind the scenes in each one of us. Because this is not about my story. It's everybody's story. God has been working behind the scenes of each one of your lives, guiding you, leading you, calling you to have a life with a purpose. But we cannot find the purpose of our calling of our lives on our own. We need to learn to depend on God. When life goes around me first, me second, me third, me fourth, we are not going nowhere. If we want to seek God's purpose in our lives, we need to see beyond our own needs and see the needs around us. We need to be eager to take the step of faith and say, God, where, where do you want me to go? We need to leave our comfort zones. The gospel today tells us that Jesus, after John is in prison, he had done his job. He prepared the way for the master. He's in jail, but he said, okay, he did the job. He's done. But he has prepared the way for the Lord to come and then be the light. The light has shone in the darkness. And Jesus said, he, he knew he couldn't do it alone. He needed disciples. He needed people to accomplish God's purpose for his life. Then he called Peter, John, Matthew, 
and he called by name. By name. You know what that means? They are God is a God who wants to be personal. When he calls you by name, he knows who you are. He knows your strengths. He knows your weakness. He knows everything about you. He knew everything about me, my ups and downs, my weakness and my strengths. And he said, Jaime, I am going to use you. And you're going to be preaching 40 years from now in First Lutheran Church in Kennewick. And you didn't even know. And yes, sometimes he sends us to places that we don't want to be. Many times I don't want to be in jail. I say, God, what do you send me there? And sometimes he asks me to do things that I don't want to do. I hate to do paperwork. I just spend most of my time doing paperwork. But when I had the opportunity to sit down with a man with somebody whose lives have been broken. And then, through God's mercy and through the message of the gospel and through God's grace, a life is restored. I say, God, I know why I'm here. Doesn't happen too often, is the truth. But when it happens, hallelujah. When that happens, so each one of us, each one of you, had been created. God created you with something in mind. God just didn't create us for to have fun. Do you think that God created us to have fun? Yeah, wrong. God calls us that we live his purpose, and his purpose is that we, everything that we do, we do it for his kingdom, and we embrace his kingdom and bring others into his glory. That's the purpose God created us. That we can enhance the kingdom of God for his glory. And in my journey, I have met people. I just want to share one story. This wonderful couple. You know, one day I was preaching in 
in, maybe I'll tell you this story already, but I'll tell you again. I was preaching in First Lutheran Pasco, and then, you know, I introduced myself. I'm from Colombia, la, 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 because, you know, I want people to understand that I speak with a little accent and some maybe broken English or whatever. Say, hey, this is me. Then at the end of the sermon, at the end of the service, this couple approached me and said, you from Colombia? I live in Colombia. These two, a couple, husband and wife, American people who retired from the Silicon Valley and have been living in Colombia for 30 years. And I said, what are you doing in Colombia? The, the Lord asked me that I needed to do something different with my life besides just chasing a white boy. I needed to go and do something for the people. And it has been great. God has a destiny for all of us. It's not just sweet, soft route. No, it comes with bumps. It comes with intersection. It comes with, you know, it comes in many things. We come along the way. But I can guarantee you that when the day comes, when that day comes, when God calls us and we have lived a life with purpose and we hid in mind, trying to fulfill his purpose in our lives, we said, I have finished the race and it has been great. Like the Bible said, David served the purposes of God. And you know what, David? He was no perfect guy who said you need to be perfect, which is the other theme. God can use the good, the bad, everything for his purpose. So the question is, we need to be connected to him. We need to be in relationship with him. God has to become real brothers and sisters in our lives. God is not just something up there. He is here, present, live in action changing, transforming, forgiving, embracing, loving. But he needs you. He needs you. That you be the one who can, the conduit of his love. You have to be the conduit of his grace. That's what we are called to do. You know, I came to church on Friday and I saw Melissa. Oh, Pastor, you want the, the, our church um, annual report? And I read it. And I know that you are scared. And I know that you want to look for something. I know that this church wants to do something. And the question is, what? Because that's what I saw between lines. People don't know what. What are God calling us to do? I want you to spend time in prayer because I cannot give you that answer. Nobody can. 
But I want you, you, each one of you, you care for this church. You want to have a legacy of this church. You want this church to be for many years to come. We need to take action. We need to sacrifice ourselves. And we are not following Pastor JJ or Pastor Jaime, and we are not following this guy who's very nice because he's the president of the church, or this lady because she's our treasure. No, we are following Christ, who is the light to the world, the light that came to bring light to darkness. And there is a lot of darkness. We have the tool. We have the key, Jesus. We all need Jesus. Maybe the first call is, Jesus, I need you now. Not tomorrow. But now. And then when he called you by name, you said, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to take this town. I'm ready to take action. He is available to all. And think about the amazing things the Lord has done for you. Look at your life. Just look at your life. Look at your life. And say, thank you, God. Yeah, we ask God for blessings. But I tell you what, a blessing is not real, a real blessing until you turn that blessing and share with others. Then it becomes a real blessing. But if you are blessed and you keep it, I'm so blessed, I'm so blessed, I'm so blessed, oh, I'm so blessed. You want to see miracles happen? Start sharing your blessings. Don't do this. Do this. Let us be a blessing. Let us answer to his call. He's calling you now. He's the light that shone and wants to shine in our darkness and in the darkness of earth.